0: 3 a.m. in the morning, and I'm sitting all alone. Nighttime, man, let shiver. I can feel it in my bones. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: welcome back the bestie of podcast how you guys doing today this team absolutely blows i'm done with it 2023 is over the red Sox are mathematically eliminated joining me is adam adam's gonna take over for the rest of the episode i'm tired of this bullshit adam talk to the people
2: hey guys this is adam wright of the fumble ruski podcast also affiliated with the amateur hour sports network also a sister podcast of the pesky pole podcast that you guys are familiar with uh so Plain and simple, the Red Sox suck. Um, The only thing that the Red Sox and Red Sox fans all over New England had to hold on to is that at least they're not as bad as the Yankees, for once, who are in last place for the first time in a very long time, and it seemed like they were going to finish there. Red Sox said, hold my beer. And they are now, here is the standings. I know Robert posted it on his podcast earlier But as it stands right now, in first is the Baltimore Orioles, 97 and 59. They've already clinched their playoff spot, not the division just yet. Um, Tampa Bay is still there, just two and a half games back at 95 and 62. But a great season from both of those teams. Nothing but respect for both of them. Um, Followed by the Toronto Blue Jays, 87 and 69, 10 games back, but they still have 87 wins. Uh, then the New York Yankees, 78 and 77. They have a record above 500 yet again for the gazillionth year in a row, followed by your Boston Red Sox at a cellar dwelling 76 and 80. So, yeah, another year, another last place finish. It seemed like they would finish above the Yankees, who would finish in last, but they had that one little tiny boost to get them above the Red Sox. And the Sox have been free-falling in the past since, you know, forever. And it stinks because close to the trade deadline, I remember a time where we kind of had hope, right? And we were kind of thinking, this team is going to be pretty good. They just need to buy into a little bit like take a a few more pieces they had a three-man road uh they had a three-man starting rotation going with a couple of bullpen days and they were still winning games it's like just trade for a pitcher and then you're set they didn't do anything and on on top of that heim bloom had the audacity right after to say this team this team is all underdogs they all play hard and they're gonna go in they're gonna go it's out all, and win some games. here's bullshit. my problem with that. You can't call a team that you made. You can't call a team that you made underdogs. It's like complaining about subway and saying the sandwiches they make are bad. You made the sandwich. <laughs> Heim Bloom made this sandwich, which is the metaphorical Red Sox. <laughs> and he is saying that they're underrated. They're underdogs. And the team may be poorly made, but we're going to fight till the end. You can't say that. If there's anyone who can say that, maybe it's the it's the manager. And even then, he's still selling them short. You don't call a team underdogs. You just don't do that if you're if you are part of the organization. Maybe the players can say that. They say, okay, you know, we're being undersold. Everyone, do- no one believes in us. We're going to go and win some games. If the general manager is saying that. He's basically shitting on his own work, so That's... that I mean, the Red Sox obviously the team's going to say, "Screw you!" Then we're not going to work for you, and obviously that led to his ultimate demise. Uh, Heim Bloom a couple of weeks ago was fired. I don't know if did Robert you did you do an episode on that? Uh,
1: I did not. I did. Um, I did talk about it a little bit on Pesky Poll. And thank you for eating up about four and a half minutes worth of content time. That was much appreciated. But of course. no, not not really. But article is dropping tomorrow. I'm not gonna say exactly what I said in the article, but this this is very uh firing bloom was the best thing that the Red Sox could have done. First of all. It this And you were going back to the trade deadline. This is not brain science or rocket surgery here, right? Things needed to get done. There were three main things that the Red Sox needed to have for this team.
2: Did you do that on purpose?
1: What, to say brain science and rocket surgery? Yes, I did. Yes, that that is on purpose. Thank you for asking. So the Red Sox needed three things. They needed a starting pitcher arm because Chris Sale is dead. They needed at least two bullpen arms to keep this bullpen secure, and they needed a defensive-minded shortstop. Offense, they were fine. They've been top three in the league all year, even in this spiral. They are still the third-best offense in the league behind uh, – I got rid of the page. But just know that they're the third-best offensive team in the league. Yeah, And it, not even close. Great, great offensive team, always has been, always will be. That will be the Red Sox, right? Uh, hold on, I have it here. They are behind the Texas Rangers and the Atlanta Braves. They have, they have a better offense than every other team in the league. They can out-hit almost any team in the league. By the way, the Atlanta Braves have a 275-team average through the year. That is fucking insane. Uh, Then you go to the pitching, where the Red Sox are bottom 10 with a 4-5-7 ERA. The only teams that are worse than them are the Pittsburgh Pirates, not a playoff team. The Angels. Speaks for itself. The Cardinals suck. Reds have been doing decent, but still need a couple pieces. White Sox suck. Nationals suck. Royals, yikes. Oakland, even. Holy shit, yikes. And then the Rockies, who have a five-six-three ERA. So those are the only teams that are worse. So you needed a pitcher. And it's been like that the whole year. It's not like that recently happened. It's been like that the whole year. Then you go over to fielding. They are the third worst fielding team in the league. The only two teams that are worse than them are the worst team in the league, the Oakland Athletics, and the Giants. They are yeah. not a deep. They are not a better defensive team than any other team. The best defensive teams are the Rangers and Diamondbacks, which shocking to me, kind of honestly. But it's it, it's not a hard formula to follow, if you ask me. You see what team needs, you see where team good, you see where team bad, you fix what team bad, and you make team win. Am, am, am I speaking nice. in a complicated tongue? I mean, because I and I know I said I know I said sell at the deadline. I know I said blow it up, right? And I still stand by we should have done that. But it's obvious now that there was pressure on the front office, heads were gonna roll. That was obvious. Heads were going to roll if the team didn't make the playoffs. So it should have been all in push or bust.
2: I feel like this is, I feel like it's time going, failing to commit to either side. If they were to sell, I feel like no heads would roll because at least they have a, a, they have a direction that they're going in. They're punting on this season. They're saying we probably don't have what it takes to win right now, but a year or so, a, he, a year maybe two, we have a young team. We could do we could do some no, things
1: here. They, they did and they, they did, did have, not have a young team. They had young pieces. They did not have a young team. The average age of this they, team was thirty,
2: right? Because of all the veterans who are playing very well, I'm saying that the sure if you want potato potato young pieces, yes. If you had if you were to go and say okay, let's trade Justin Turner. Let's take let's trade Adam Duvall, right? Let's trade mm-hmm. some of these older pieces who are um, who are in your pitching staff who are playing very well,
1: while their ceiling was high. While aka they're like James a Paxton,
2: like James yeah. Paxton, who was kicking ass. Do you Wasn't know how, he the
1: male pitcher of the month for for like July or yes. uh, June? Do you
2: do you know how much how do you know how much starting pitchers were fetching for these for uh, during trade deadlines? It's been insane think. the past couple of years. Even if you're just an average starting pitcher, you rake in some top five prospects within organizations, mm-hmm. like a couple did you of see, them. Did you see the Verlander and Scherzer trades? They exactly. got immense value back for the Rangers
1: getting back a thirty what thirty eight year old Scherzer. Even L- Lucas Giolito 40...
2: did that too, didn't he? Yes. He, he he. And then you've got Paxton, who is doing awesome. You would have gotten something for him. You would have gotten something for uh for the other guy whose name um whose name I'm blanking Hoover. on, not him. No, you wouldn't have gotten anything. Thank I'm you. I'm completely blanking on his name. Uh, Nick something. Nick. I don't uh, know. Keep going. Never mind. Uh, either way, you have some veterans. I'm all I'm saying is that you have some oh, veterans. Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta. Yes, they could have traded him. Average starting pitcher who is doing really well as a long reliever, mm-hmm. that would have fetched you something. You have a lot of pieces you could have sold off here and gotten some value out of, but you didn't even do that. Justin Turner, you just wasted a season from him. You're not going to the playoffs with him, and you're not selling him to get younger pieces and make this team get even younger than they are. They're mm-hmm. not doing that. Like That's what I'm saying. Like They could have committed to either side, yeah. and it would have worked out. <laughs> If you bought, I bet I bet this team would be still in playoff contention right now.
1: Oh, 100%. They just got eliminated today. Exactly. After the loss against the White Sox, they've been officially eliminated. And the only teams that can technically still get there, I believe, are the Yankees and the Astros are the two that are out. Let me just check that. But I believe it's the Yankees and the Astros oh, well? are the two that are right outside. You're still there. Or did we lag out?
2: Well, you were lagging. Well, it's
1: recording on my end, so you're. It's probably okay. Anyway, uh, it's it's Seattle and technically the Yankees are still alive at seventy eight and seventy seven. They're six and a half games back, but they're basically one game away from being eliminated. Um, Seattle is only a half game back of Houston. Toronto is basically got their spot locked unless they shit the bed hard, and Tampa Bay has their spot locked now. And can we just salute Baltimore? Are we going back to 2020 days where we will become Baltimore fans in the playoffs? Are well, we at that time
2: now? I'm No, because they're not underdogs anymore. They're not a team uh, that we just root for. Because, uh, I true. mean, they're right now, as of right now, they're the best. I believe they're the best team in the American League, right? Uh, yes. They
1: are the best team in the AL, right? Yes. 97, best 96. team
2: in the American League. And they're the second and best in all of baseball, only to the, the Atlanta Braves. Braves, who have won 100 games. So they could catch them.
1: Yeah. Uh, by the way, can we just um, salute San Diego for still technically being in the playoff bush?
2: Uh, no.
1: Adam, salute, no. salute the Padres. Salute they took Z- Xander Bogarts. They took Xander Salutes Bogarts from us. Xander Bogarts.
2: They took Xander Bogarts from us. And no. So no.
1: In case case you were wondering, the Colorado Rockies have been eliminated from playoff contention.
2: Oh, really? I was wondering that.
1: Just in case you were wondering. I mean, they're only 25 and a half games back from the last wild card spot. (laughs) They're only about 43, 44 games back from the Atlanta Braves.
2: Also, I want to touch on one other thing as far as the Red Sox go.
1: Um, Um, I was going to go over some players and stuff over the past month to see how far they've dropped, but please continue.
2: um, So you traded Mookie Betts, Mm -hmm. who right now is in the thick of the MVP race in the AL, 309 batting average, 39 home runs, um, 105 RBIs, 1,000 OPS, all of that. We don't need to revisit that. but. You can you you can just know how he's doing. Either way, the guy, the main guy who you got from that trade, Alex Verdugo, not only has he shown to be a shitty leader, but he's not that good. Like he is. You need to get something better than Alex Verdugo if you're going to trade Mookie Betts. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm bringing him up right now, the reason he is relevant, is because he is entering his last season of team control.
1: And he's been on a slump and a half.
2: So what do you do with him at this point, this off season? Do you commit to him and sign him to a longer term deal? Or do you trade him when his value is high? He may be, he may have a slump and a half, but mm-hmm. he is still regarded as one of their better hitters. He's a speedy yes. guy. You can get some value out of him if you trade him. So, but right now, he is not, I mean, the fact that he was sent home on a game that they actually needed him—he was late to a practice, mm-hmm. and, they, and then Alex Cora sent him home. I actually, I'm actually in favor of them doing that to him, because he's yes. supposed to be a leader on this team. They needed him in the lineup that day. They were still in the playoff race, and they said, and he was late. They told him mm-hmm. when to be there, and he didn't. He he took that with a grain of salt. So. Yeah. If you were going to trade him, you do that right now. As soon as the off-season as soon as the off-season begins, you trade this guy. Mm-hmm.
1: So with that, um, throughout the entire year, uh during like beginning of August around there, he was batting around 280, 290. That's dropped down to about 266. Yeah. So it has taken a a fall and in his last 30 days he's batted uh 158 with a 198 on base percentage so his value from where it was two months ago at the trade deadline has slid bar none it it's bad so if you were to trade him at the offseason you're not going to get as much because of that slide and because of this whole thing that happened right with the disciplinary action and all that right with both of those things it's gonna tank not tank but it's gonna bring down his trade value
2: sure it brings because of, of that it, it sure sure it brings down his value but they should like he still has really good value with just by his name recognition and his track record alone like mm-hmm. he, he was still regarded as one of the better players on this team for a long time so i would still i still trade him
1: i i I can't hop on the boat of trading him at this point because you're not going to get as much back for him and let's 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 call spade a spade the only reason you're so hard on him is because he was traded for mookie Betts. if it would have been just hypothetical trade if we would have traded alex verdugo for josh winkowski and some Pick and some prospects you would be all fine with them because we didn't give up anything but we gave up one of the best players in baseball right you know so that that comes with a lot of burden on your shoulders but at the same time we gotta remember he didn't ask who to be traded for he was kind of thrown in the deal
2: right well we're not we can't blame him for that we not we're not blaming him for that but we already didn't get the right value for mookie bets in return like this is what yep. we got so do we yep. commit to him or do we trade him and he's like he still has pretty good value but i feel like it's going to tank even more in the coming years and are you so at that point i feel like you trade him while his value is still high he's still a productive player on this team 266 yep. batting average as of right now but in the next it, you know, in the pa- in past years he's still had a 280 to 290 batting average. So that's kind of what teams think that they are trading for, which they they'll probably get. He's still yeah. a good player, but he has a shitty attitude. This has been a question for for him ever since he's entered he entered the Red Sox organization. You got you have you've got to trade him. You just have to. There's no, like, there's, I don't, I don't see any other way out of this situation. I don't think he's a good leader. He's not a good influence in that, in that clubhouse with a young team that is coming up here. I think he's got to go.
1: Yeah. I, I can agree with that. Um, but I, I would still say hold on to him for just a little bit longer. I would say sign him for next year, trade him at the deadline. Hopefully his value gets higher. And I get it, you won't have that extra year of team control with him. And a reminder, you still have to sign him back and then trade him, which will be hard. Because he has he has arbitration, which is he's expected to get about 4 to $5 million in arbitration, I believe. Um, going through this team, though, um, just going to go through some names and how they've been doing for basically September. Uh, Devers, 286 batting average. Turner, not good, 209. Trevor Story, 165. Verdugo, 158. Yoshida, 257. Duvall, 192. Uh, The prospect whose name I can never remember how to pronounce that you love. Sedan Rafaela, Sedan Rafaela, Yes. Thank you. 294 batting average. She's been one of the few that's been actually good. Casas, 323. Connor Wong, 189. Uh, Willier Abreu. 333. Luis Arias has not been good. He had a little hot start since he got traded here, but then cooled off heavily. Grace McGuire, go fuck yourself. Not literally, because we know he'll take it to heart. Uh, and then Bobby Dalback at a 333 batting average for not a lot of not a lot of opportunity, but 333 batting average is still 333 batting average. Uh, just so we're clear, since September, you know which. Pitcher has played in the most games,
2: Adam, for us? I want to say Bayo. Or was say it one Bale. of the relief
1: pitchers? Bayo, it's one of the relief pitchers.
2: Uh, I couldn't tell you. Mauricio
1: Yovera. Oh, that guy. Now, now I got to tell you something. All right. Come, come in close. Come in close, everyone. Who in the flying fuck is Mauricio Yovera? Okay, I'm not a Red Sox casual. Okay. I know I know Red Sox baseball. I run a podcast on it. I've never seen this man in his goatee in my life.
2: They traded for him.
1: Okay. I don't know who the hell he is. He's two and three on the year with 27 games played with a 4-5 ERA. And you're telling me that's the best we got. That's the guy we're gonna we're gonna throw out there the most in the month of September. All five foot eleven, 224 pounds of him. That's it. Okay. They're traded is, for him. Yes. Next up is John Schreiber. Uh he has not been doing good with a 5'11 ERA. Brendan Bernardino, nine ERA. Winkowski, 245 ERA with 11 innings pitched is okay. Chris Martin didn't give up a run. A uh, Joe Jockis I think it's how you pronounce the name, or Jocks. I don't know, but he's he's another one of those guys where it's like you're not a prospect, you're 28 years old. Why are you here? Uh, Same with Nick Robertson was one of the guys we got in the KK trade. Uh, He's not been doing good. 514 ERA. Zach Weiss, I have no idea who you are, but two ERA and eight innings pitched. You're 31 years old. You're not a prospect. See, I would be fine if these guys were prospects. None of them are freaking prospects. Garrett Whitlock did decent. Brian Bayo has not been good. Twenty-four innings pitch with a six-nine-three ERA. Cutter Crawford not been good. Twenty-two innings with a six-eight-five ERA. Tanner Houck, nah, with a twenty-four innings pitch with a four-four ERA. All right. Well, basically, here's here's my here's my thing with pitchers, right? When your ERA starts to look like an old lineman's forty time, it's not a good thing. It's not a good look for the
2: brand. Okay, I guess and, that's one way to look at it.
1: Yes. Uh, Kenley Jansen with a 15 ERA, by the way. With a what? 15. 1 5. All right. Next. <laughs> Chris Sale, uh, 24 innings pitch with a 365 ERA. We'll take that. Nick Pavetta, 308 with 26 innings. We will definitely take that. Uh, who is Kyle Baraklow? Bearclaw? Bearclaw. However you pronounce that. I'd put some respect on his name if he was like a rookie,
2: but this motherfucker's 33 years old. He was a good relief pitcher back a few years ago, but he's kind of bounced around in the minors. He was in the, he was in the Woo Sox. He was on the Woo Sox for about a month or so, and he was probably our best pitcher at that point, mm-hmm. um, and that uh, earned him a trip back to Boston. In, uh, in the big leagues, and it hasn't looked pretty at all. All right,
1: great. His ERA is a 20. Yeah. And then you have James Paxton, <laughs> who I will give him the benefit of the doubt, has not pitched a lot in September, has only pitched one inning, but has an ERA of 40. Yeah. Okay, let me say this. When your ERA is higher than your age, that's not a good look for the brand.
2: Uh, yeah, that's one way to look at it. Okay. All right. Can we change topic? Um
1: yeah, that's about all I got for this. We we, we can we got, complain
2: about we can complain about the Red Sox all day. We we but... got
1: 6 months to complain about the Red Sox. But for people who are listening, um what you're going to see for the next couple months is going to be um basically I'm I'm done talking about the 2023 Red Sox team. I've already said you're going to get this podcast episode you're going to get a uh, article on amateur hour sports network put some respect on our name and then you're going to get a youtube video on the pesky podcast mainly because i don't have a camera right now because um iphone decides to update it bullshit times and it's still updating 25 minutes in i was going to put on the camera halfway through but whatever so um adam who really quick who you got winning the world series what was the prediction going into it? Uh give me the Braves. The Braves ah, have been less- really
2: good. I think and they have the probable league MVP in Ronald Acuna. Yeah.
1: The
2: team's been over all around a really good team. Uh pitching is really good. Their their offense is unbelievably good. Um the mm-hmm. Dodgers are another team I think they that could make a run again. They always that's now that's a team that's a well-oiled machine that I believe. Anyone should be modeling their their franchise after. They're in the playoffs mm-hmm. all the time. Um, yes, they have had some issues with uh how do I put it? Um actually cashing in. But and, and they some stay play. competitive. They're, they they always have a they always have a future, they always have prospects in their system, they're yeah. always spending, and it always works out. I mean, they traded for Mookie Betts a couple of years ago, and he's their best player right now. It's yeah, unbelievable. And prospects didn't take a dent. They got Fre- doing so. They got Freddie Freeman in free agency, and he's protecting Mookie Betts in the middle of the order. Yep. I mean, it's it's been awesome how things have been going. And yeah, maybe they let go of Justin Turner a, a couple of years too late, uh, too early. I, I might add. Um, but they're replacing him with pieces that are actually doing well too. So that that team is just constantly, constantly playing, man. But super, uh, Super Bowl, uh, World enough. Series prediction. I think the, uh, I think it'll be the Braves.
0: Awesome.
2: Give me the Braves. The so, better postseason performers than the Dodgers.
1: True. So, um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go because I can easily say it. my my real pick is the Atlanta Braves. But for for sake of clickbait. Fuck it! Give me the Toronto Blue. Give me, give me Toronto. What
2: the hell? They may I not even Toronto. make the playoffs. They made the playoffs. They're in the they're the second wild card team. They are right now, but that doesn't mean they actually are in yet. They're they're gonna make it. They're only like a
1: game out or a game away from clinching.
2: So, Seattle you know is what? a half game out. Seattle's a half game out from Houston.
1: Right. And For two Toronto and a half games. games. That-
2: I'm just saying, okay. You you can have your prediction. If we're gonna get give, if we're gonna give bold, uh, gold, bold, ugh, bold, bold, bold picks here. Let's see. Give me uh Minnesota! Give me Philly. Give me the Phillies. I want to see Dave Dombrowski win one. Honestly, I'm kind of there. Rub it you. in the Red Sox faces. Heim yeah. Bloom was out after three years. Dombrowski's new home already has another championship contender. Yep. And they were just honestly. in the World Series last year. I'm yeah. just like
1: honestly, teams that I would love to see make a run for it uh is Cincinnati, Miami, Chicago. If any one of those three teams could put together a Cinderella story, I think I think it would be amazing to see Cincinnati get back to those to, to those glory days, to let Chicago have a miracle of a run after signing Cody Cody Bellinger this offseason and him re not not necessarily getting back to prime 2019 Bellinger, but having a damn good season. All right, and going from there.
2: Um, yeah. Change topics real quick again. I want to address Heim Bloom. Um, well, fuck his and his there. And there. His, we'll his, his firing. Um, because we didn't really cover that. We we covered the trade deadline, but yep. not well enough in his yep. tenure.
0: 2021 yeah, then...
2: was a great year it's a year we would say is a fluke kind of like the 2013 post oh 100 i loved
1: every second of it but it was a fluke and a half
2: here's what i'll say um i understand the argument for those dis- defending bloom because he did he did help rec- recreate this farm system which was empty by the time uh dave dombrowski left but let me tell you a dirty little secret about prospects in the farm system most of them don't pan out you have some top prospects some of them may like maybe one or two might turn into a superstar if that Mm -hmm. then you'll have a few who might become utility players and bounce around the the mlb um part of being a great gm is knowing which ones are going to pan out and which ones won't the prospects that dave dombrowski traded were Michael Kopech, Yohan Moncada, Manny Margot. Am I missing anybody else?
1: Not off the top of my head. And the only one that's really worked out along those is maybe Moncada.
2: No, he hasn't. He's, He's been, been a big. Okay. boss. he was supposed to be one of the best best players in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. The players he kept: Rafael Devers, Mookie Betts, Xander Bogarts, Andrew Benintendi. Mm-hmm. He knew who to keep and who to trade away and the players that they got for the players that they traded away helped them win a world series, right? Chris Mm -hmm. sale helped them win. Um,
1: J.D. Martinez
2: did it. J.D. Martinez, right? He knew when to spend. He knew when to trade for players. He knew who to trade away. It's not just developing good players in your farm system and then throwing shit at, at the wall and hoping it sticks. Getting a bunch of prospects and maybe some of them pan out. And the ones that don't pan out, they just rot away in your farm system like the Bobby Dahlbecks of the world, right? Bad example. <laughs> Thank you he for wasn't... finally
1: saying it. Thank you for <laughs> finally That's saying it. He is literally
2: what he's doing right now. But Yes, he finally said it. I'm proud
1: of you, Adam. I'm Dombrous-
2: proud of you. Dombrowski knew who to trade and who to let go mm-hmm. and who to keep. What does um, Heim do? He just holds on to prospects until he knows who's going to work out. And by the time we know, by the time we know for a fact, it's too late. You can't trade him. And if yeah. you do, you're going to trade him for some low-level player. That's kind of the point here, right? Like, mm-hmm. he never did anything at the trade deadline because he never wanted to deal away his prospects. He wanted to have the best, the best farm system in baseball. And also another point to add on to it that may or may not slightly contradict my point: some of the best prospects who have worked out under Heim's watch aren't even guys who are developed in Himes' in Himes' system. They weren't players that he picked up. Yeah. Right. Sadon Rafaela is a Dave Dombrowski guy.
1: Marcel Ryan Bayo is a Dave.
2: Dombrowski guy.
1: Myers is a Dombrowski guy. Who? Or er, 2020 was still Dombrowski, okay. right? right?
2: No. That was no. that guy was was Heim, but he's struggling wow. mightily. That's another thing. But um, Tristan Cassis, one of Dombrowski's best prospects that he drafted, not a Heim guy. The guys who have worked out have not even been Heim's prospects. All of Heim's prospects, they might work out, but they're all in sing, in single A right now. Yeah. Or they, they, you know, there's the, the Keel and Anthony. Those guys are all over there and mayor is the guy who's closest to getting there he's batting a buck 50 right now in double a
1: double a in portland
2: now that's that again that's not we'll see how it works out it's early in the process for those guys but Mm -hmm. the ones who have panned out don't give heim credit for that give the guys before him credit Mm -hmm. but that's kind of that's kind of my point we like the idea that he's creating a, a a future for the Red Sox. Yeah, but you also have to know who to trade and who to let go. He did not do that. Yeah. And that's ultimately what came back to bite him.
1: Yeah, no, I I completely I completely agree with everything you just said. I mean, it's been And especially cuz like my my dad's been a big um been a big uh kind guy he's loved he's like oh our our farm system's now top 10 that's what he was brought in to do no he was brought in for us to win a fucking world series you don't win a world series down at the triple a level or the double a level or the single a level you win a world series at the major league level and he failed to produce at that level yeah it's not that hard to understand you know, you could, you could talk about prospects and stroke your ego to prospects all you want. But until those prospects actually do something, like you were saying, it's not worth it in the slightest.
2: It's just that there's nothing analytical. Like, they call him, they call everything that he's doing, he's working by the numbers, he's playing the analytics game, he's looking at statistics that we don't know about. He, there's nothing analytical about what he's doing. He's hanging on to seven prospects at each position and hoping one of them at each position works out at the at the other level. That's not analytical. That's just throwing shit at a wall and hoping it sticks. You got to know yeah. which ones to trade and which ones to keep. And he never yeah. he doesn't want to trade any of them. He just wants to keep them all and hope that some of them work out. And some of them will, but at the expense of letting everybody else rot. Trade some yep. of them away for some actual proven big league talent to supplement your, all your prospects that actually work out. That's what yep. Dombrowski did. It worked. It is not what Haim is doing. And he's ultimately out the door now. Yeah.
1: And for good, for good reason. Cause it's it's been a struggle for Red Sox fans say the least. It's, yeah. it's been bad. So with that we're going to move on to our last segment uh for the people who are new i will have my guest on and i will um kind of quiz them in a sport of their choice adam is obviously a football guy always has been always will be still is a baseball guy but i would say you're more you're more well versed in football than you are baseball
2: i would say so i know a lot about the game of baseball but um i think just being caught up with the mlb is one thing that I don't know too well. I think I know the Red Sox very well, but not like, I couldn't tell you the Atlanta Braves starting lineup outside of Acuna.
1: Yeah. So what we're going to do is, um, have you played immaculate grid?
2: I actually have not.
1: You have not. All right. You're going to lose your immaculate grid virginity here. Okay. So I'm going to give you two, um, I'm going to give you two categories and you need to tell me a player that fits both those categories. So for example, if I ask you to name me a player who's played for the Patriots and Dolphins, you would say. Give me any Dana. Eric Rowe. Eric Rowe. I would have said Kyle Van Noy, but
2: okay. I had his name in my head, but I didn't I couldn't think the name real quick. But I think – I'm pretty sure Eric Rowe played for the Dolphins too, right? Yeah, I believe so.
1: So we're going to start. Your first um, category is you need to give me a Bengals and Jets player.
2: Bengals and Jets player, Tyler Conklin.
1: Tyler Conklin. And I will give you a percentage of people who have guessed that. Or if it's wrong, I'll tell you it's wrong. It is wrong.
2: Wrong? I thought Conklin was a Bengal, wasn't he?
1: Let me look it up, but – This says it wasn't. Mm. For me, I would have guessed uh CJ um their CJ Uzama. CJ Uzama. Oh, that's the one I was
2: thinking of. That's he was a Viking, not a a Viking. Oh, there's another one I'm thinking of. Uh Andrew Whitworth. No, Whitworth Uh, never played for the Jets.
1: No. Uh we gotta move on. Bengals and Lion.
2: A Bengal and a Lion. I'm trying to think.
1: And feel free to play along with us at home. If you think of a name that we can't.
2: Bengal and a lion. Jesus. If you want to skip and come
1: back to it, we can. Skip and go back to it. Okay. Uh, Give me... One second. You need to give me a Bengal who has had a 3,000-plus yard passing season. Andy Dalton. It's an easy one. Andy Dalton, 19% of people got the red rifle, the beautiful man himself. You need to give me someone who's played for the Jets and the Broncos.
2: (sighs) Jets and the Broncos. Oh, man. Um. Damn, that's a tough one. Oh, <clears throat> I don't know. All right, we'll skip it.
1: Broncos and Lions.
2: Broncos and Lions. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh. There's one name that's coming to mind that you can that you can get from. I'll give you a hint on this one, the guy I'm thinking. Think about an old quarterback during the, oh, shit, we don't have Peyton Manning any more days of the Broncos.
2: Trevor Simeon. He never played for the Lions. Never played for the Lions. Um, Brock Osweiler.
1: Brock never played for the Lions. Never played for the Lions.
2: Oh, Paxton Lynch. Nope. I can't believe that guy was a first-round pick. He was a second-round pick. Paxton Lynch? Yes. He was a first. Was he? Yeah. One of the worst first-round pick quarterbacks I've ever seen.
1: Oh, you're right. He was 26th overall. Close enough. Uh, Give me a Bronco who had 3,000-plus yard passing season.
2: Give me this is all time. Give me Peyton Manning.
1: Did he pass for
2: 3000? Yep. 36%. And then some. Um, Oh yeah.
1: He had that one great year with the 5,500. My fault. Um, Give me a jet who was a first team, all AP pro
2: jet. Who was a first team, all pro first team, all pro. Um, I'm going to go Daryl Rebus. Revis Island.
1: Let's see. 41%. Not bad. Give me a Lion who's a first-team All-Pro.
2: Lion who's a first-team All-Pro. Let's go Calvin Johnson.
1: I was about to say, it's either him or Barry Sanders. 48%. Give me a... First team all pro quarterback who has passed for 3,000 yards.
2: First team all pro quarterback who's passed yeah. for 3,000 yards. Mm-hmm. That would be Aaron Rodgers. 7%.
1: Nice. Old man himself. So I'm going to fill in the one for you um, with CJ Uzama.
2: Yeah, give, yeah give yourself that one because I, I, that. that that's where I – I was thinking C.J. Uzama, but I said Tyler Conklin because they had like a little switch.
1: Yeah. So um, I know you could get this one with Broncos and Lions, quarterback who was terrible, who started his career in Cincy and then went to Detroit, then to Denver in 2020.
2: So you say started his career in Cincinnati?
1: Backing up Andy Dalton. Started some games in 2018. Um, Then started some games in Denver. In 2019. Or in Detroit in 2019. And then went to Denver in 2020. Detroit in
2: 2019. Denver 2020. uh what position is he? Quarterback. Quarterback. Denver in 2020. Who was the quarterback of them in 2020?
1: There was a position battle. No, not. From, yeah, between him and Drew Locke. It can't be Gino. He, it's no. not Gino. No, 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 no. no. Uh, if you I can't fill it in, I'll
2: give it to you. Yeah, give it to me.
1: Is Jeff Driscoll.
2: Never would have gotten it. What? Yeah. let put Ge- some
1: respect on Jeff Driscoll's name, okay? It sucked. Absolutely terrible. And it's Exactly. I'm not, I'm not okay?
2: respecting a player who sucks. Fit the Broncos'
1: status perfectly of tall white QBs that suck, okay?
2: That's and right. Then, exactly.
1: And then a player who's played for the Broncos and the Jets. To end it off. Uh, let me see if I can think of any off the top of my head. Uh, anyone? So the way I think about it is I think about quarterbacks because it's easy. Easier. And there is... Did he play for the Jets? Was it Kyle Orton? I don't think Kyle Orton played for the Jets. Oh, yes. I just looked it up and my guy played for the Jets. Oh, yeah, um, so then
2: Kyle Orton. Kyle Orton did not. Kyle, if he played for the Jets, then he definitely – because I no, knew-
1: no, the guy that I was thinking of. I actually have two names in mind. First-round pick quarterback that
2: – No, he didn't play inside. for the Jets. Kyle Orton That's never true. played for the Jets. He yeah. played for Chicago, first. Denver, Kansas City, Dallas, and then he finished in Buffalo. Yeah, no.
1: Yep. Um, Adam, first-round quarterback – Retired, tried to be a tight end. Tebow, thank you. You finish out with only getting one wrong. Tebow was at twenty-one percent. The other guy that I was thinking of was Trevor Simeon. Did he really? Yes, Trevor Simeon played for the Jets for like two games. Which is hilarious. So you got that? You got eight of nine, which is not bad. But with that being said, Adam, plug it plug your little channel before we hop
2: off well go check out the fumble ruski podcast by power 88 amateur hour sports network secret weapon consulting uh we're on it we're on pretty much every platform and we give our hottest takes on all of the most uh relevant topics in the nfl um we got we have a lot of episodes that come out lots of football content on our instagram page um Yeah, this is the only podcast that you will need.
1: In terms of NFL. Because, of course, you need the pesky pole podcast. No, you don't. Led by the sexy boy with no camera, Robert Shelley. How you doing? You already know. Put some respect on his name. Okay. With that being said, like I said before, uh, following episodes are going to be a little bit talking about the playoffs. Going to get some guests in here. Uh, The minor leagues have just ended for your Boston Red Sox prospects. So we're going to be getting quite a few of them in here. I've already talked with a few of the guys who have been um, drafted this year by the Red Sox who are interested in coming in. So, hopefully, we can get a date with them. We tried to do it while they were in the uh, rookie ball, but it didn't really work out. Sent a few messages back and forth. It happens. You know, got to find days when those guys are available and I'm available because I work like 75, 80 hours a week. So, it's tough, but we'll have them on soon. We'll have some old faces on. I guarantee you're going to be seeing guys like Brendan Salucci back on here. He's been on the channel at least four or five times already. You're going to see him again. Awesome guy. So look forward to that. And then we're going to start talking about off season 2024 once it gets there. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening to this. I would say watching, but there's going to be just a logo on the screen for all of it. God bless each and every one of you. And I will see you guys next time.
0: I don't Tell me take it back your heart. I still spin inside your orbit. Yeah. You say that I should probably start to walk away. I'm hoping that you stop and make me have to stay. Cause I'm floating in your orbit. Yeah, I'm stuck in your space. Just my luck. Maybe all day you understand to stay. There's nothing left to stay take my hand, come on you understand, I wanna stay, cause I don't wanna walk away, cause I don't wanna I, wanna stay. I wanna don't want to leave. You understand? tell you why you fall apart. Even though you told me, take it back your heart. Right. still spinning inside your room. Now you're probably starting to walk away. I'm hoping that you're still going to make me have to stay. Because I'm floating in your orbit. Take my